Hey, do you have toxic people in your workplace? Are you surrounded by toxic people at home? Did you marry a toxic person? This is Mike Signorelli, the lead pastor of V1 Church. And when you hit the play button to this podcast, you were saying, I want to learn God's wisdom. So let me take you on a journey through scripture as we kick off this series entitled Toxic. And I'll see you on the other side of this sermon with a very important announcement. Hey, V1 Church, help me welcome everyone live who's watching right now around the world. I am so excited to bring the word to you today. My name is Mike Signorelli. I'm the lead pastor here at V1 Church. And I want you to drop a comment right now down below, if you can, with where you're watching from. And I want to shout out just a couple of watch parties that have emerged. Last week, we debuted Spanish translation. Come on. And so because that happened, Gracie in Honduras was able to invite people and we had a watch party. I also want to shout out Jackie and Luis who are in Dominican Republic and they are actually uh, just growing in their faith with their team as well. And we have watch parties. Janice, shout out to you and your family in London. You are so faithful to watch every single week. And there are just so many more that we love dearly. And if you're at a physical house watching, party right now. Can you just scream so loud that you just shatter some windows? Let the neighbors know. Put put them on blast. Jesus is in the house today. So I'm going to be teaching you as a part of this new three-part series. Today is the first installment, and this series is entitled Toxic. And if we've learned anything from the last year or so, we've got toxic people in our midst. I mean, all you got to do is be a part of Facebook or Instagram for more than a week to realize that we struggle in the area of toxicity in relationship. So how many of you watching right now are believing that God is going to give you heaven's wisdom concerning toxic relationships so that you can get free? It's going to be an amazing message today. And so I want to start by having you turn your Bible to James chapter 1, verse 5. And so as you see James chapter 1, verse 5, before we go there, I need you to write this down in your notes. There are people who compete, people who criticize, and then there are people who construct. There are people who say, I'm going to devote my life to criticizing anything and everything good that comes out of your life. There are others who will say, I may not be able to stop you, but I can compete with you because if my tally of accomplishments is greater than yours, I carry more value in my life. And so they can't stop you, but they'll compete with you. But then there's a special kind of person. And this is the kind of person that I want in my life. This is the kind of person that I want to call V1 Church Home. Those are the builders. Those are the ones who know how to construct. They know how to lift people up and encourage them. And when you're looking at the relationships in your life, you have to ask the question, what is the cost of this relationship? Because every relationship carries a cost. And we pay that price and we receive from that relationship, but a toxic relationship is a cost that's greater than you should ever pay. And are they a critic? Are they a competitor? Or are they a builder and a constructor? So we're gonna go, this series is for you. If you're watching right now, go ahead, hit that share button so as many people in your timeline, those toxic friends, those toxic family members can ask the question, is this about me? Yes, it's about you. (laughs) 
So James chapter one, verse five, let's take a look. If any of you, that's you, lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all who ask it without reproach and will be given to him. Now, the New Testament was almost exclusively written in Greek, and it was ancient Greek. So in order to properly understand New Testament scriptures in English or Spanish, we've got to go back to ancient Greek. And when you look at that, there's two words in particular for this scripture that I want us to focus on for a moment. There's two words in the Greek. The first one is lack. If you lack wisdom. We are asking for wisdom concerning relationships. Did you know that relationships carry the power to release your potential? Do you know that relationships carry the power to release provision financially into your life? Did you know that if God's given you a vision or a dream or a purpose, he will require relationship to release it in your life? And so for as introverted as some of you are, It's actually impossible for you to fulfill your God purpose without relationship. So how many of you know that we need to increase in our wisdom concerning relationship? Because if you're asking me, Pastor Mike, I'm struggling in my finances. What is the answer? God will always answer with relationship. Pastor Mike, I'm just struggling in my emotions. What's the answer? I'm struggling in my mind. What's the answer? God said, relationship. I gave you Jesus to save you, but I will give you people to build you up. Come on. So when we look at James chapter one, verse five, the first Greek word I wanna focus in on is lack. If you lack in wisdom, watch. This Greek word means to come short of or to get left behind. Have you ever felt like you had enough wisdom to get into the right relationship, but not enough wisdom to sustain it? You feel like you got left behind? Have you ever felt like you had enough wisdom to get married, but not enough wisdom to stay married? You had enough wisdom to partner with someone in business, but the business was never successful, not because of the product, but because of the person. Oh, come on. We're going there today. This is just part one. So if you come short of the wisdom for relationship, if you feel like you get left behind in relationship, the Bible says, ask from God and you will receive wisdom from God. But wait, what kind of wisdom? Well, the original Greek word for wisdom is Sophia. And this is so incredible. The wisdom of God is likened to cleverness. Have you ever been in an argument? And then one week later, it catches up to you. And you're like, why did I not say that in that moment? You need godly cleverness. (laughs) Then there's another form of wisdom, according to this original Greek language, skill. Sometimes we lack the skill to be happy in a relationship. And we think we need to replace the person. But God said, no, I need to install the skill. Come on. There's many seasons in my marriage where I was like, I messed up. I married the wrong person. I'm so sorry, Julie, if you're watching right now. But really, I didn't have the wrong person. I actually lacked the right skill. Wisdom, cleverness, skill. And then I love this because we are a church that believes this. The original ancient Greek that was used for James chapter 1 verse 5 denotes scientific knowledge. 
How many of you believe that if there is a psychology, there is a God who created the mind to create that psychology? And so why don't we go back to the manufacturer before we get mad at the, the product? Why don't we go back to the, 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 the designer before we criticize the design? We need scientific knowledge for how we can grow in our wisdom for relationship. Now I wanna move on and define a toxic person because there's a lot of debate about what a toxic person is and who is a toxic person. Now this definition may reveal to you, this is like a WebMD for Christianity. And you might read this definition and realize, uh-oh, I'm infected with toxicity. This might be you, let it be you because there's a healing moment. But it also may produce a moment where you're able to see who's toxic in your life. And before this message is over, I'm going to give you some practical biblical wisdom on how to proceed. So here's my definition for a toxic person, check it out. Someone who allows their brokenness to excuse behaviors that break others. See, it's possible to be broken and not break other people, but you become toxic when your brokenness excuse behaviors that breaks others. Let me put it in a simpler way. Traumatized people traumatize people. You're toxic when your trauma from your past becomes people around you, their trauma in the present. When you allow your wounds to become the blood on their life, like literally you're bleeding on the people that never cut you because traumatized people traumatize people. That's how you know you're toxic. Should I just start the altar call now? <laughs> Should we bring the worship team up now for a moment? I wanna give you, in addition to this definition, two biblical accounts of toxic people trying to inhibit and stop the destiny on healthy people so that you can see in scripture that God has already given you a blueprint for how you must proceed with godly wisdom. I want to start with Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37 gives the biblical account of a man named Jacob. Jacob had many sons. As a matter of fact, when, jo when he was 91 years old, 91 years old, he actually had, his wife had, let's be, let's be proper here. His wife, you know, when they said, we delivered the baby, it's like, really? I've seen a delivery, not really. <laughs> um, but at 91 years old, Jacob actually fathered Joseph. So now fast forward and Jacob is 107 years old. And I want you to hold on to that, that bit of information. And as the youngest son, Joseph is just simply existing. But how many of you know that it is impossible to avoid offense because just breathing will offend traumatized people? And so in Genesis chapter 37, verse four, this is what the Bible gives an account of. And it says this, but when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peacefully to him. Now, let me ask the question, what did Joseph do? The answer is nothing, he existed. Number two, it says this, now Joseph had a dream. And when he told that dream to his brothers, they hated him even more. So they compounded the hate even more. I want you to write this down in your notes. 
Number one, toxic people hate based on what they see incorrectly. Toxic people hate based on what they see incorrectly. So Joseph is the youngest son to Jacob. Jacob is now 107 years old. They're viewing the way in which their father is treating their brother and it produces inside of them hatred. Then Joseph begins to tell his dream. Nothing wrong with that. But see, it wasn't the actual person and it wasn't what they were saying and it wasn't what was on display, but rather the way it was distorted and perverted through the broken lens of those who actually were offended. Toxic people hate based on what they see incorrectly. Let me just break this down for you. When the brothers were watching Joseph receiving love from Jacob, what they saw was a father loving their son but their own trauma and their own toxicity, they begin to make a choice. Wait a second, I have to choose an abundance mindset or a scarcity mindset. I have to look at the way that the father is loving the son and ask myself, is there enough of Jacob's love to go around for all of his sons or is it a finite supply? And because they chose a finite mentality and not an abundance mentality, the only remedy was to take out and kill the thing that was removing the ability of their father to love them in their own mind. So there are people that will watch you get recognition And they have a scarcity mindset that says there's no recognition left for me because it's all going to them. Because they don't believe that there's enough likes on Facebook to go around. It's just that you have more likes than them. There's not enough comments and recognition to go around. And because they have a scarcity mindset, they hate based on what they see incorrectly. What they could have done is look at Jacob and said, wow, if he's capable of loving Joseph like that, he's capable of loving me like that as well. But because they had a scarcity mindset, their toxicity said the only solution is to kill the thing that gets in the way of me receiving what I believe is in a finite supply. Some of you watching right now are starting to have an epiphany and you're realizing that you don't even like your life, but there's people who are jealous of a life you don't even like. There's people that don't like you and and they perceive that you have more than them and you believe that you don't even have enough for yourself. It's possible to suffer at the hands of someone else's jealousy even when you don't believe you have a life that's worthy of jealousy. Joseph had not been put second in command over Egypt yet. Joseph had no no title, no prestige, no power, no wealth. He only had a dream. But even having a dream was dangerous to those who had no dream at all. Number two, watch this. Toxic people hate based on what they hear incorrectly. So Joseph makes a mistake. He tells somebody a dream that God gave him. And when he said that dream out loud, they heard it incorrectly. See, 
I get into spaces when people tell me their dreams, it inspires my dreams. When people think something's possible for their life, I think to myself, I want to run with these kinds of people. I want to be surrounded by people who challenge me to dream bigger and to dream for more. Shout out Mary Duperval, who's leading worship today, because the other day she prayed for me as her pastor and she uttered the words, and I'm going to, this, you make sure you tag her, not me, okay? She said, Pastor Mike, if you can think it, God can exceed it. If you can think it, God can exceed it. I want to be surrounded by people that don't just criticize. They don't just compete, but they construct. In that moment, she was a vision builder. She said, oh, if you can build it that big in your mind, let me build it even bigger through faith. And see, there are people that they will hate you based on what they hear incorrectly. Those are toxic people because your dream is a threat to their dream because there's no way in their scarcity mindset that both of your dreams can be fulfilled. It's either gotta be one or the other in their mind. And so because of that, they will choose to assassinate what's on your life. I wanna just break something down biblically for you. If you do the math on Jacob, when he birthed with his wife, Joseph, let's just get it straight. Rise up, strong women in the comments. At 107 years old, do you know what that means mathematically? That the brothers that rallied against Joseph to conspire against him, to throw him into a well and lie on him to say that he died were 18 to 29 years old. My whole life, I heard this biblical story and assumed that these were children that did that to Joseph. But in fact, they were 18 to 29 years old when they, they threw him into a well and lied to the dad and said that Joseph has been killed when in fact they sold him into slavery. It is possible for people in your life, watch me, come on, stay with me, to have an adult-sized body but child-sized emotions. Toxic people parade as adults. You grow an adult beard, but you have childlike emotions. And I just got to call it what it is because they were 18 to 29 by age, but they were childish in their emotional level. They had a stunted development. And see, you got to understand this. Look at verse 23 here now. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the robe of many colors that he wore. Verse 24, and they took him and threw him into a pit. That pit was empty. There was no water in it. Genesis chapter 37, verses 23 and 24 teaches us, watch this, number three. Toxic people eventually turn negative thoughts into destructive actions. See, it always starts as a thought. I can't stand them. They get on my nerves. I want them to lower their life to the level of my negative thinking. And they exploit and expose my negativity when they dream with God. And it starts as a thought. Can you believe that there are people who think it's their job to limit you? There's people in your family who think that their assignment in life is to bring you back to earth. No, 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 no. This is a kind of church where we're actually taking people straight up to the throne. 
Our job is not to bring you down. Our job is to push you up into your calling. And toxic people will eventually turn negative thoughts into destructive actions. It's dangerous, but God's got an answer. Are you guys still with me today? I want you to write this down in your notes. Pay very close attention to the people who don't clap when you win. Pay very close attention to those who don't clap when you win. I'm gonna go real deep right now. There are pastors that love to counsel you when you're down because when you're down, they're up. But when you rise up in strength, watch and see who claps for you. Because sometimes when you were weak, that made them feel better about themselves. But when you accomplish, are they clapping for you? See, there's some people that they actually like you to be depressed. They like you to be negative. They like you to feel doubt and fear and anxiety because when you're down, they're up. But I want you to listen for those who are clapping when you succeed because those are the ones who vision build. Those are the ones who aren't toxic. Those are the ones, there's business leaders that they love to mentor you when you have no success, but will not clap for you when you begin to accomplish success because it threatens their success. Fragile, broken egos who need to be in a position of power. But this is an upside down triangle where we are no longer the greatest at the top, but let the greatest be the servant pushing everybody up into their purpose. And I wanna bring your attention to the next story. And this story is running parallel to the story of Joseph, and it's the story of David. When you look at 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses six through nine, let's take a look briefly. You had young David. David was bold. David believed God for big things. David had no position. David had no prestige. David had no power in the kingdom of Israel. He only had a dream. He only had a vision. He only had a relationship with God. And in this text, you have the first of 21 attempts of King Saul to take his life, 21 times. How many of you have actually dealt with more than 21 attempts of your ex on your life? How many of you have dealt with more than 21 attempts of a teacher or a leader or a pastor upon your purpose? And it happens every time you're in the room with them, every single time that you're around them. And even when you distance yourself from these toxic people, they're still throwing javelins through social media. This is what you have in the life of David. It says this, and as they were coming home, when David returned from striking down the Philistine, in other words, killing the giant, that all of the generals that were militarily trained and had experience in combat were too afraid to attempt to fight. So David steps into the impossible and proves it can be done. See, Joseph had yet proven nothing and his brothers tried to take him out. David had the courage to even get a beginnings of success, but there was another assignment on his life. The woman came out of all the cities of Israel and they start singing this song and they start dancing. And they said this song, essentially the lyrics of this song said this, and the woman sang to another celebrating, Saul has struck down his thousands and David his 10,000s. And watch, and Saul, the toxic person, was very angry and this saying displeased him. Sometimes a toxic person who's competing with you 
is not satisfied with their thousands because it exposes the 9,000 things they didn't accomplish. And there was an attempt on David's life as a result of this. I wanna read you this line and you can write this down in your notes. It's in the V1 Church mobile app. All these notes are there. You don't have to miss anything, but I want you to hear me say this out loud. Toxic people, watch this, will hate you simply because they see you enjoying the success they don't have from the work they haven't done. See, Saul had the same opportunity as David. And there are people who have the same opportunity as you, but what they did with the opportunity was different than you. And that will cause toxic people to simply hate you because they see you enjoying success they don't have from the work they didn't do. I want Mike and Julie's marriage, but do you wanna go through Mike and Julie's counseling sessions for two years straight, sometimes twice a week? And so you look at the success when you see us on the advertisement from the marriage conference, but don't be jealous of the success from the work you didn't do. It's hard being married to me, come on. And we'll look at people and we'll judge them and listen, I was a toxic person who would look at other people's success, look at their wealth, look at the ministries that they built I can't tell you how many first-generation pastors I've had to privately repent to because privately to my wife, I would say they only have that big of a ministry because their dad built it. Because in my heart, my toxicity changed what I saw and it changed how I heard what I heard. But I got free from that because I decided I wanna actually go on my journey. And this is the last thing Proverbs chapter four, verse seven. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And with all thy getting, get understanding. Why? It says in all that you get, and every single time you go to get another Starbucks drink, ask yourself, did I get more wisdom than Starbucks? Every time you buy a new shirt to put on as clothing, ask yourself, do I have more understanding? Am I getting more understanding than clothing? Every time you pay a bill for your mortgage and your housing, ask yourself, am I getting understanding more than I'm accumulating all these things? Because Proverbs chapter four, verse seven declares, in all of your getting, get understanding. Why, 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 Pastor Mike? Because it's much more possible to forgive when you understand what you're forgiving. It's much easier to release toxic people when you understand why they're toxic. See, and as I've grown, I've said, wait a second, it's not about me. It's not about me, it's about them. It's about their own personal struggles. And that's what I believe when Jesus was dying on the cross, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Because in all of Jesus getting, he got understanding. And he says, it doesn't, understanding doesn't excuse it, but it helps release it. Understanding doesn't say it's, it's okay now because I get why they did it, but it actually, understanding unlocks the potential for you to forgive. And see, this is the thing. Some of you expect some things of people and your expectations from toxic people keep being broken over and over and over and over again. And some of you are expecting someone to love on a gallon level, but they're a pint person. And you're constantly being let down, but understanding will free them and then free you. 
Because see, what happened was this, and I need you guys to understand these stories of Joseph and these stories of David, is that they had found favor with God. They were misunderstood by their brothers, misunderstood by men, but the favor of God released the forgiveness of people. Come on. The forgiveness of people was actually given access to them because they knew that they were covered by favor and favor was gonna cause that dream to come to pass. Favor was gonna cause them to go from the backside of the hills of Israel all the way to the palace and position and prestige as king. And they said, you didn't start what's inside of me, therefore you could never stop it. In all of my getting, I've gotten understanding and I used to think my provision was coming through you. I used to think my power and my privilege and my title was coming through you, but I've increased in understanding so I can release the provision of man because I've received the power and the prestige of the favor of God. And some of you watching right now are like, why am I still alive? You have been covered, been preserved by the favor of God in your life. And they don't have to understand. Some people I thought were gonna help me are dead in the grave. They gave away their inheritance to other people. There's no possibility of them helping me. But I said, what was started in me originated from God. And so God will see it through to completion. There's some of you, watch this, who are gonna come into 2021, mark, mark this preacher's word. You're gonna come into 2021 and you're gonna go on your journey into position, into what God called you to do. But because you've received this understanding, you're gonna say, hey, I can freely forgive you. I can freely release you because I know who my source truly is. He keeps forgiving me, I'm gonna keep forgiving you. It doesn't mean I have to actually have intentional relationship with you. Joseph didn't necessarily move his brothers into his bedroom. He didn't reestablish the house that Jacob had. But he said, hey, long ago, what the enemy meant for my harm, God has turned it around for my good. And now I'm sitting on top of the biggest pile of grain in the nation right now, second in command by Pharaoh himself. Isn't that funny? That the leader above Joseph was not a godly leader. And the family members around him were godless, but it didn't stop the God vision. Sometimes you can have an employer that never starts serving God, but that doesn't mean they can stop the favor of God. Sometimes your husband never gets saved and he's leading you, but that doesn't mean that the, he can stop the favor of God upon you. Sometimes the leadership above you and around you never gets it, but that doesn't stop you from going into the fullness of what God has for you. I've seen it with my life. I believe it for your life. If I'm speaking to you right now, tell me in the comments, somebody stand up up on their feet and believe that freedom from toxic people doesn't mean them even being removed from your life. It means you actually being covered and preserved by the favor of God every single day. Come on. So I'm going to pray with you right now. This is just part one. We got two more to go, y'all. <laughs> Hasn't this been incredible? Have you learned something today? Did I disciple you? Did I feed you? Come on. Now, what we've got to do is make sure that what's good on Sunday is still good on Monday because you best believe you're going to walk into work and this word's going to be tested. <laughs> You're gonna walk back into your home. You're gonna turn this broadcast off and this word's gonna be tested. Do you have your armor on, warriors? Are you ready? Come on, let me pray for you. Just close your eyes right now. 
want to speak a prophetic word to the ecclesia, the called out ones, the global church that's watching right now. Just close your eyes to remove all distractions. I want to remind you who called you. I want to remind you who gifted you. I want to remind you the origin of that dream, Joseph. I want to remind you that there is always one who will show up to affirm while the enemy is coming to actually destroy. So there was a Saul that tried to destroy David, but there was a Samuel who anointed him. There was Joseph's brothers that tried to annihilate him, but there was Jacob that dressed him in a coat of many colors. There's always gonna be those who criticize and compete, but God will always send those to construct and build. So I wanna remind you prophetically right now as your eyes are closed, that God is bringing people into your life to build the vision with you, to call out the greatness, to remind you who you truly are. He's translating it into Spanish so it can get into countries that previously didn't have access to this information, even if it's just a digital Samuel to anoint you afresh and anew right now. You said, I've had no friends, but he's opened up your phone to connect groups where you can have Samuels and Jacobs surrounding you, reminding you, we're here to build with you on assignment. We're not here to misunderstand you. We've partnered with the Holy Spirit and we see the dream too. We see it too. So come on. Come on, nothing else will do. Hey, thanks for sticking around all the way till the end. Did you know that the notes from this sermon were available on our V1 mobile app? If you download it right now, you can access the complete notes, follow along, fill in the blanks, save them to your phone in the notes section, whatever you want to do. It's amazing. So download the V1 Church mobile app. And if this message blessed you, or if you're blessed by the ministry of V1, whether that's a connect group or whether it's a watch party, I want you to do something for me. Consider partnering financially. And you know, we're changed not by what we do once, but by what we do repeatedly. And so if you've given once before, would you consider signing up for reoccurring giving? Make it a part of your budget, make it a part of your discipline so that your generosity changes you and takes you to this level of trust where God says, I'm gonna bless them with more because they've been faithful with what they have. So thank you for helping us reach people around the world with your financial support. Thank you for downloading the V1 Church mobile app and I will see you next Sunday.